Are you looking for a new way to play fantasy sports? Well, we've got you covered. Welcome to Champions Round. Welcome back to the Champions Round Show. My name is Jason Gold, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Michael Grandinetti. Michael, how are you doing this week? Hey, I'm good, Jason. Uh, I felt like we got a little short chain Thanksgiving Day, not only just with the socially distanced Thanksgiving, smaller Thanksgiving gatherings. I know I certainly had one, but we had two blowouts that day. Got a third game postponed. I didn't even know if it was going to happen. Sure enough, ended up playing Wednesday, but um, all in all, you know, the COVID, uh, the COVID factor, the COVID card continues to uh, eke its way into the NFL scheduling. And now you got the San Francisco 49ers playing and practicing in Arizona. So um, everything's kind of up in the air, but uh, all in all, I'm I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there and just kind of keep my fingers crossed. Uh, I can make the playoffs in my my main fantasy football league. How how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm good. Everything's good over here. Uh, Thanksgiving was enjoyable, if not small. Uh, I was pissed that we didn't get the Thursday night game. Also, um, mm-hmm. I thought the Wednesday, the Wednesday noon game almost a week <laughs> later was uh, was interesting to say the least. I'm yeah. glad that all the games got off. Uh, the fantasy implications of going to Wednesday and having that sort of sweat um, cost me in a couple leagues, unfortunately. Uh, I was a bit too aggressive in assuming that the game would not be played. So I mm. benched I benched J.K. Dobbins in the league, which ended up being fine because he didn't play. But I benched Juju in a couple leagues, uh, one of which is our FSGA league. And his benching ended up costing us the win. So it doesn't really matter. Yikes. We're still in... We're still in first place. We're nine and three. We have like 80 more points in the second place team. So we're probably still going to get a buy, but there you go. But I would have liked to have uh, won. <laughs> so if we, the situation there was if we put in Juju instead of Darius Slayton, Slayton had zero. Juju had like Ooh. 17. We Got ended it. up losing, we ended up losing by, first of all, the two, our team and the other team were the two top scoring teams in the league this week. So mm-hmm. not great. We were up 20.2 points going into Monday Night Football. The other guy, in his full PPR, other guy had DK. Uh, so we got smashed. And we ended, up, we, ended up, we ended up losing by eight. And Juju, if I would have started him over Slate, we would have won by nine anyway. So uh, not great, but, but uh, could be worse considering where we are in the standings. Uh, if that, that was for clearly... a playoff spotter, yeah. The- that league clearly doesn't have a um, a COVID uh, rule in place or a, um, a a nomination rule where you can nominate a bench guy in case a game gets canceled. Like clearly, that that must not be the case there in that league. Yeah, there was no nomination in that case. Okay, uh, unfortunately, I wish that there would have been. We probably would have taken advantage of it. But I I also was so confident that that game wasn't going to happen this week, uh, which was a bit of a mistake. Uh, in retrospect, but I, I I don't think I would have played Juju anyways. Well, I uh, I'll tell you, I, I had a real similar week as far as a, a New York Giant costing me maybe a chance of making the playoffs in in my main league. Oh boy! Well, a couple weeks ago, I told you about this trade that I made, and and now, sure enough, it's looking like a horrible move. Early, which is great, and I upgraded to Miles Sanders, or at least I thought it was an upgrade. And I'm not even sure Doug Peterson knows what to do in Philadelphia anymore. So I got Todd, Todd Gurley. I exchanged Todd Gurley for Miles Sanders, but the big part of it was trading Aaron Rodgers and getting Lamar Jackson back. 
and I'm looking like an absolute fool now. Lamar test positive, misses yesterday's game. I think he actually could be back by uh, by next Tuesday, the makeup game for my football game. So I might get Lamar back with an outside chance of making the playoffs, but we see what Rodgers is doing. And, man, I'm kind of kicking myself there for that move. But with that said, Lamar's out, and there's not a whole lot of quarterbacks there on the wire. And oh, I God, up, Daniel Jones. That's the guy. I picked up Daniel oh, Jones. And uh, he had 10 points, and I, I thought he was uh, – actually, he had that long pass to Evan Ingram on the very first drive, and I thought it was going to be a really good day. Evan Ingram got tackled at the five-yard line, and Wayne Gallman pushed it in. I uh, I kind of realized – I kind of knew my fate then. So Daniel Di- or Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, who I'm now calling Daniela Pesos, um, he uh, – Ripped his hamstring, finished with 10 points, left the game early. I had Ezekiel Elliott, worst game of the season. Miles Sanders, worst game of the season, worst volume of the season there. So, end up losing by seven points. The only thing that I actually did well last week was I risked it. I risked risked it and uh, started Juju, and he did perform well for me, but it, it wasn't quite enough for me to to get there in the win column. So, Going down and uh, going down to week thirteen, and I've gone through every single calculation on how I can make the playoffs. And there is a road, there is a road, but I think it's a dirt road, and we'll see if it actually leads to the <laughs> promised land or not. So I don't oh, know. Man. That's kind of where I'm at right now in my fantasy in my fantasy world. I mean, so this is the reason that we created Champions Round, so it's worth talking about now. Uh, yeah, Champions Round, the round three starts on Sunday. So for those that are not familiar with Champions Round. Uh, it's a micro fantasy. You play from week 13 to 17. You draft before this Sunday and you just play for the next five weeks. Uh, you don't keep your players afterwards. There will be an NFL playoff guillotine uh, format afterwards, but you get to play this nice little season. And if you're out of the playoffs, which like 60 to 70% of people out there are out of the playoffs now, that's um, a way to continue playing fantasy. And you don't have to have the season long commitment. And you don't have to play against pros and DraftKings and lose mm-hmm. all your money. Mm-hmm. You just play with friends. So uh, for those out there that are looking for some action, people that are going to miss playoffs, like I'm definitely going to miss playoffs in a couple leagues, and I still want some action. So Absolutely. if you're like that, go download the app and uh, play with some friends. Hey, it keeps it interesting for the last few weeks of the season. There's still football to be played, which means, hey, there's still some fantasy football to be played too. So I know I'll be out of the playoffs in a couple of leagues and – I'll have to uh, look through the Champions Round app and get back in there to uh, to kind of keep my, my my fantasy football season alive. Love it. All right, uh, enough plugging our own crap. Let's move on to some fantasy <laughs> football for everybody else. Uh, so the, the one question I wanted to ask to start off the show here was, I was thinking about this this week, that I don't know if there's an offense specifically that I trust outside of Kansas City where I'm just like, I need guys from that offense on my team. It feels very player specific this year. In years past, I have taken the team stack approach where you take the two wide receivers and the quarterback. You're just like, well, someone's going to put up, you know, a 30 spot today. I need the whole roster on my team. Uh, This year doesn't seem like that. Is there a team out there that sticks out to you that you would trust the most for fantasy purposes over the course of the next five weeks? Well, I was just kind of talking about Aaron Rodgers and, and me trading him, and I'm really kicking myself for that. And I'm not really going out of a, out on a limb here, but I'd say the Green Bay Packers are as probably consistent as they come right now, leading the league in scoring, 
fourth in the league in yards per game, arguably the best quarterback in the world, arguably arguably the best wide receiver in the world, and you got a bona fide top 10 running back there in Aaron Jones. So I, I think they're as consistent as they come, both from a passing game and I think the running game is going to pick up here down the stretch as it gets cold there in, in Green Bay. So uh, down the stretch is they got Philly this week at Detroit in week 14, uh, at home against Carolina, Tennessee to round things off for the fantasy football season in week 16. So I'm going to go the Packers. And my honorable mention is the Seattle Seahawks. So not really going out on a limb there as well, but uh, just, just too many playmakers on the offense side of the ball. And you got two quarterbacks that are just playing, you know, at the top of their game. So um, that, that's who I would feel most comfortable with trusting if I were going to team stack, at least from the quarterback run, running back and wide receiver position, I'm going to start with green Bay and then I'm going to go with Seattle. So I kind of went off the board here. Um, so I was looking at my uh, some of the gambling uh, numbers that I use on a weekly mm-hmm. basis. And I was looking at yard, yards per play, which is a good indicator of how good your offense is. So I'm looking Kansas City is number one, and I'm looking at number two. I'm like, huh, this makes a lot of sense for this question. So number two in yards per play, 6.4 yards per play this season, the Minnesota Vikings. And oh, who wow. do they have? They have t- two top 10 wide receivers and a top two running back. You could do a lot worse for a team stack of the Minnesota Vikings. Not only do they play a style of offense, which is rewarded. They don't have a lot of depth, which is great. The ball isn't spread around a lot. And because of their defense, which is not terrible, but not great. And because of Kirk Cousins' ability to throw the ball downfield and turn the ball over to other teams, thereby creating more possessions. <laughs> Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, and Dalvin Cook are rewarded in fantasy. So I think that I missed the boat all year. I don't have a lot of Vikings on my team other than I have Justin Jefferson in a couple leagues. Um but I think that that's probably the team that I would want to stack the most, especially over the next four weeks as they fight to try and get in the playoffs. Uh, and I didn't expect to end up there when I started this question, but that's that's where I ended up. Well, you know, it's a great question because I think we'd agree it's Kansas City there at the top, and then there's a pretty big gap there between everybody else, so much so that a Minnesota Vikings team kind of emerges, emerges in that you know, second leader, second uh, in, in per play in the NFL. And, and it's kind of a shocker there when you consider all the great offenses in the league. But you're right. They got a top two running back, maybe number one uh, any given week, and uh, a couple really strong pass catchers there. And, I mean, Adam Thielen's been the best goal line, best red zone uh, target all season. So you really can't go wrong there. Interesting pick, but, uh, you know, I think that could definitely pay dividends there as you kind of go into the stretch run of, of the season. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know if there's a way to buy it's certainly in champions, right? I'm going to draft Thielen and Jefferson a little bit higher than I probably would otherwise. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think that I'm going to be all over the Vikings. I don't know if I'm going to be gambling on them, but they'll be in my fantasy roster somehow. Uh, all right. That Dallas debacle a couple of weeks ago. I, yeah. I've lost all faith in in the Minnesota Vikings as far of a, a, as far as a point spread. Like you said, with that defense and the offense, the playmakers they got, they're going to be in games. They're going to put up points. But man, I, yeah, I'm with you. I'm spread. Oh well, the last week against Carolina with the two defensive touchdowns in ten seconds about Ooh. killed me. 
So, yep. uh, all right, whatever. Time for story time. So, I'm in a pick'em league where uh, against the spread, you go five and zero, oh and you win money for that week. So, mm-hmm. the last I'm in, there's like 150 people in it. I'm in third place, but I haven't had a five and zero oh week yet. I've had basically okay. been three and two or four and one every week. So, this week because of when the lines come out, I basically had two free free numbers. I had uh, Pittsburgh minus four. They barely covered at five, but they covered. And I had the Saints at minus five and a half, which ended up going to like 17 and a half. They won by 28. So those were two free. The other two I picked, mm-hmm. Atlanta was a massacre and Washington, which was a massacre. So my other, I needed to get the one other one and I picked the Vikings. I was like, you know, they're coming off a loss. I thought that PJ Walker would play it ended up being Teddy B. Uh, minus four. Four, four and a half, whatever the hell it ended up being. I was like, whatever. They're, I think they're going to win. Let's go all out for them. And the first half was good, looking good. And then the two touchdowns in 10 seconds by Jeremy Chin, just absolutely kicking the, you know what, the capper on oh, it was man. the two preceding weeks. If no one goes five and oh, the money rolls over. So mm-hmm. each week, each week is worth $1,200. So this week was worth $3,600 oh, and I'm one pick away because it's Minnesota. So I lose. I Three other people ended up splitting it. So I think everybody ended up with 1200 anyways. But yeah, I wish that I would have been part of that, uh, that threesome. And it was all because of Jeremy Chin, Carolina, and Minnesota being stupid. So a lot of Vikings talk this week. But yeah, it's been very, uh, very weird. I, I I love the sound of that pool, by the way. I mean, that sounds fun. I kind of want to get in next year. Um, yeah. But uh, but man, that's a heartbreaker. That that hey, that should be on Scott Pelt on on Scott Van Pelt's bad beats because man, that is, <laughs> that's a bad beat right there. That yeah, well, was not great. All right, let's move on to the next one. Um, talking about smash spots for Week 13, uh, going to fantasy playoffs, you got to have a couple of guys that are going to have great weeks to get you over the hump, get you into the playoffs. And I'm wondering, from your perspective, which guys you're targeting to have absolutely big weeks in Week 13? Well, I, again, I don't know if I'm going to, uh, out on a limb here, but uh, I'm going to go Mr. Reliable and go DK Metcalf um, as my number one guy. I mean, he's sitting there at wide receiver number three and half-point PPR leagues, and is leading the league in receiving yards, nine touchdowns, only two weeks this season with less than 12 points. He's just been absolutely consistent. And he really had a breakout, really showcase game on Monday Night Football against the Eagles this past week. The Seattle Seahawks got the Giants at home this week, and I just think this is a great spot for DK. I think he's going to have a huge week and uh, really propel those teams that need to get in the playoffs. If you got DK, I think I really like your chances to get in the playoffs going into uh, going into Week 14 next week. And then uh, the other guy I got his Ole Miss teammate. I got AJ Brown, who's really turned into kind of must see TV. There on Sundays, breaking tackles and breaking long runs, um, runs after the catch. And, uh, you know, it's amazing that those two guys played on the same college team, him, A.J. Brown, that they actually didn't make more noise there in college. I think they're somehow underrated, or they at least were underrated coming to the draft. So A.J. Brown sitting there at wide receiver number 20. He's got eight touchdowns. He missed a couple games. And like I said, that that guy's just turning into must-see TV. And I love him this week in week 13 against Cleveland. And then my last guy mentioned the Green Bay Packers earlier too, along with the Seattle Seahawks. But I think the the Packers are going to rely 
on that running game a little bit more as it gets colder. And they got Philly this week, and we saw what uh, Seattle was able to do against Philly last week. Chris Carson had a big game. Carlos Hyde had a big game as well. I really love Aaron Jones, not just week 13, but for the rest of the season. I think he's going to finish and maybe the top three running backs here moving on from this point on through the rest of the season. So definitely a great guy to target in the champions round format. So those are the three guys I got this week is just absolute doorbusters. DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, and Aaron Jones for the Packers. I like them. I like them all. Uh, I'm going to start off with one that I just talked about. Uh, Dalvin Cook against Jacksonville should be pretty obvious. They're going to run the ball down their throats. You saw what Nick Chubb did last oh, yeah. week against Jacksonville. Uh, I expect Chubb or I expect Sorry, I expect Dalvin to have, I don't know, 100 yards and three touchdowns seems relatively reasonable uh, considering who they're playing and what's at stake for Minnesota. Uh, I would be very surprised if he didn't have a 20-burger at least uh, on Sunday. Uh, Another guy I just talked about, Nick Chubb against Tennessee. Uh, I think that they're going to – Cleveland's going to do what they do, right? I think it's going to be a slow game. I think Henry and Chubb going back and forth, but – Chubb's a maniac right now. He's averaging 6.2 yards per carry. He's basically averaging 100 yards a game, and he's not even getting that many carries a game. Uh, I, I think that Chubb is going to be in store for, you know, 100 yards and a touchdown easy on Sunday. And then the third one I have, I kind of want to go outside the realm of kind of the n- normal guys that we go to, the Tyreeks and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Allen Robinson. Um, and I know he's got – Mitch, who you never know what you're going to get, but great matchup versus Detroit. Uh, Bears need a win in a terrible way. And I honestly trust Mitch to run the ball more than I do Foles at this point, even though the performance against Green Bay wasn't uh, spectacular by any means. But I think Al Robinson is going to have a big game. Okuda is still going to be out for Detroit. And I see Robinson having probably, I don't know, seven catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. Sounds right to me. Love the Allen Robinson pick. At least I'm cheering for that. I got him got him in my main league, and I'm hoping for a miracle to happen there. So love Allen Robinson there. And I love the Dalvin pick, too, after he struggled last week against Carolina. I think you're right. I think he's in a smash spot there. Um, he's definitely probably someone I only play in my, in my daily fantasy leagues come the weekend. That's for sure. All right, let's go to the one player that you're buying low on and one player that you're selling high on heading into week 13. Buying low on um, DeAndre Swift. I mean, going into his concussion before he got hurt, he was really on a hot streak there. And we've seen what the Detroit offense looks like uh, without him. And and obviously it doesn't look very good. So um, I think DeAndre Swift coming back, he cleared concussion protocol, didn't play today, didn't practice today, excuse me, expects to play on Sunday. And I just love him in in this spot against the Bears and uh, actually just moving forward for the rest of the season. And then uh, selling high, on Wayne Gallman, we talked about Daniel Jones' injury earlier. With him out, or most likely out this week, I think the production's going to really um, come to a halt for, for Wayne Gallman, who's really been a touchdown machine in his last five games, scoring six times. So um, buying low on DeAndre Swift, selling high on Wayne Gallman. And I actually have an honorable mention for my selling high, and it's Kyler. Uh, Kyler Murray, and it pains me to say it, but I think I really think his throwing shoulders bothering him. And uh, I, I don't think you're going to get the value that you've seen up until this point in the season for the remainder of the season. So th- those are the three names that I'm kind of three guys that I'm looking at in, in this category. All right. So my buying low is all based on Will Fuller uh, being suspended for a PED. So buy a low on any pass catcher for the Texans. 
I like that. Brandon Cooks, Kiki Kuti, Jordan Aikens, Darren, uh, Farrell Brown, Kylie Waring. Like, how deep do you want to go on this roster? Uh, <laughs> you got to pick up anyone because Fuller's out and they just released Kenny Stills. There's no one there to catch the ball. They're, you know, they're four and seven. They're probably out of the playoff race, but they still have something to play for. Watson's still going to chuck the ball all over the place. Uh, so I would go and pick up and buy on anyone that's on the Texans that's going to be catching the ball. And selling high, and I hate that you took away my my mojo here. I have Kyler Murray as well. Oh, wow. That's the that, first time I think we've had the same person there. That was my sell high, and I was kind of cursing you in silence when you said it because <laughs> I wanted to have this whole speech about Kyler. So, uh, yeah, I, I think this shoulder's obviously a real issue. Um yeah, I think the defenses are learning how to bracket him. And if you can't pass over the top, they're not going to let you out wide to rush. Uh, this sucks for me personally. I have a lot invested in not only the Cardinals, but in Kyler. Uh, I have him in, I'll see, I'm in eight fantasy leagues, and I have him starting in either five or six. Uh, so this is really going to take a toll on me. And maybe this is a little bit of an emotional hedge and a hope that he's fine. But I think something was really messed up with that shoulder. So, um, yeah, I, if there's any way to buy out of the Kyler stock at this point, I would be doing so. Unfortunately, I don't think there is. And I just hope that I'm wrong about him at this point. Yeah, I, I knew you had a, a lot invested in him. So I was curious how you're going to take my my, honor, my honorable mention there, um, not knowing that he was also on your, your sell high list as well. But um, it's interesting, man. I, I I think it was either was it Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football, um, a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember who they were playing, um, but he got banged up and the ball does not look the same coming out of his hand right now. Um, the zips doesn't seem to be there. The accuracy doesn't seem to be there as well. So, um, I'm with you. I'm definitely concerned about that throwing shoulder right now and mixed with the, the defenses learning to to be able to contain him a little bit. So, um. Definitely concerning, not only for fantasy owners, but for the Cardinals as well, who who have a legit shot at, at a playoff spot this year. Yeah, and it should be interesting to see them this week. Uh, but he did get hurt. I believe he got hurt on Thursday Night Football at Seattle. Was it Seattle. Thursday Night Football? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Thursday Night Football at Seattle. Um, it should be interesting, though. Uh, they got the Rams coming to town. Uh, they're three-point dogs, I believe. So, I don't know. It'll be an interesting game. At home. So, yeah, that'll be an interesting game for them. Uh, Let's go on to our Week 13 Gambling Edition. uh, And we're going to talk about someone that I talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, We have Derrick Henry minus three and a half versus Nick Chubb. We got the Browns at the Titans. I kind of – you had mentioned Nick Chubb earlier, so I kind of think I know where you're going with this one. I'm actually going to go the other way with Derrick Henry. I love Nick Chubb. He's an absolute animal. But I think Tennessee's starting to round into form here as the season kind of gets in the, in, in the, final, in the final lap here. And uh, I, I, want, I expect them to stack the box, put, put Cleveland and Baker into some passing situations, make Baker try to beat them, and ultimately pull ahead Tennessee. I mean, pull ahead, play with the lead, and Derrick Henry to have a big second half. So... I actually like the King here to cover the three and a half, even though I, I love Nick Chubb. I'm hoping he has a big game, but I, I, I like Derrick Henry in this spot. I mean, I, th- I think that's a fair take. Uh, Tennessee's defense to me is, and the stats will back me up here, is 
pretty terrible. Um, so I don't think that being able to stack the box is really going to change what the Browns do. The Browns' offensive line is great. Chubb has been able to run against every single opponent that he's faced. Uh, sure, I, I think they would love to get Baker into passing situations where you know they're forced to go at people. Uh, fortunately for the Browns, the Titans' secondary is pretty bad also. Uh, so I think they're going to move the ball. Just the way that Tennessee plays the game, though, I think it'll probably be slow. Um which helps kind of the way that Chubb and Henry play. So I, I just think it'll be tight. Basically, I think this will come down to who gets in the end zone. Right. Um, so I, I think that if Chubb gets in the end zone, I think he'll cover. If he doesn't, I think that Henry will cover. Mm-hmm. So I'll go Chubb in this one. Uh, number two, we got this week, Devontae Parker, minus four and a half versus T. Higgins. Cincinnati is at Miami this week. Have a little bit of a caveat here with this one. Um, it's really going to depend on who Brian Flores and the Dolphins end up starting at quarterback. And uh, Brian Flores already announced today that we're gonna not we're not going to know until Sunday whether it's Tua under center or whether it's Fitzpatrick. And if it's Tua, I'm actually going to go T. Higgins here. He's been Mr. Reliable, super consistent um, since week two, but uh, and and he's caught three passes every single week and since that time, so at least three passes I should say. So if it's Tua under center, I'm going to go T. But if it's Fitzpatrick, I'm going to go Parker here. He's able to find Parker down the field for long gains. And, uh, and and so it really depends on who's playing quarterback there for the Dolphins. I feel fairly confident that Fitz is going to end up playing because of the way that Tua's injury is. I don't think that the, the Dolphins are going to compromise his um, the, the way they want him to progress. Uh and I don't think that given his injury, I don't think that he's going to make much of it, if he, even if he's in the game. So I think they're going to start Fitz, which makes me want to go Parker too. Um, and Higgins, it's just about the quarterback situation. He's been great this year. He's, he'll be great going forward when Burrow's in. But with Miami's defense, which is really good, um, and I think they'll focus a bit on him. Uh, I, I don't see Higgins having much of a game in Miami. So I'll go Parker also. I'm with you. I think Fitzpatrick gets the start too. So I think that's a safe play there. Yeah. So let's go to the third one. This one I I find very interesting. Uh, Cam Akers minus one and a half versus Chase Edmonds. The Rams are at the Cardinals this week. It is interesting. We kind of got the uh, one running back whose value is, is on the rise and his stock is on the rise. And the other running back, um, his, his stock seems to be, declining over the last couple of weeks in Chase Edmonds. So um, I'm going to go Cam Akers here. I've I, I picked the favorite the first two. I'm going to pick the favorite here in Cam Akers and land the one and a half. I just think he's getting to be more integrated in the offense. He's carrying the hot hand. He scored the last couple of weeks, and I think he's kind of the guy or emerging as the guy there. In So I'm going to go Akers here. You know, I, I have a lot of stake in Akers, and I love the way that he's played the last two weeks. I just find it very – untrustworthy that he will be involved going forward in the same way he has the last two weeks. Maybe I'm wrong and hopefully I'm wrong, but I just can't trust anyone in the Rams backfield. It's just too much like San Francisco. So I'll take Edmonds here. And I actually think there's a good reason to think that Edmonds is going to have a bigger game than you would expect. One, uh, Kenny and Drake's usage rate at new England was relatively high. So I don't anticipate that he'll get the same amount of touches he did uh, this week as he did last week. The other is, given that the Rams create so much pressure up front and Chase Edmonds is clearly the better back in terms of receiving the ball out of the backfield, and also given that Kyler's shoulder is a little bummed, 
wouldn't you think that they're going to throw more dump offs and screens out of the backfield? Uh, I certainly do, which makes me believe that Edmonds will be more involved in the offense. Um, so I actually think that Edmonds might be a nice flex start this week. Um, it might take some guts to do that, considering he's clearly the backup running back there. Um, but I do see a nice big role for him. And perhaps it's something that I will bet on this weekend uh, over touches, over yards, over receiving yards, something like that. Well, you know, the thing with Edmonds is when he pops, that's for him where, where he pops this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope so. I'm willing to bet on it. Um, I certainly think it could be a good spot for him. All right, let's go and do uh, best bets for week 13 and your fantasy breakout star for week 13. So best bet, I got Seattle minus 10 at home. Laying a lot of points, but they're going against the Giants. Talked about Danny Dimes being out or possibly out. And talked about Seattle's offense. And with Chris Carson back, that really Pete Carroll wants to have. They want to let Russ cook, but they also want to run the ball as well. And I think Seattle's really getting into form here down the stretch of the season. So I like the Seahawks points at home against the Giants. And my fantasy breakout star, I'm going to go Derek Carr, who's quietly put together a pretty good season completing 70 percent of his passes 19 touchdowns only four interceptions he has caught the ball up eight times put the ball on the floor eight times including three last week against atlanta but last week's performance in all was all-time bad and i really like the raiders to bounce back this week on the road against a struggling jets a winless jets team i think this is a great spot for the raiders (laughs) to uh, get back in the win column uh, I like that one with Derek Carr for sure. Uh, I'm not so sure about the tenant for Seattle, but I would probably rather be on that side than the Giants. Um, my pick this week, best bet. Uh, I'm going a little bit odd here, but I hate the way that the Steelers have been playing. Uh, their stats lead me to believe that they are way overvalued. So the Washington football team plus eight at Pittsburgh, best bet of the week. Um, you see what Washington can do. They're really rounding into form with Alex Smith, a quarterback. They have an incredible defensive line, good defense. McLaurin and Gibson are absolute stars at this point. Decent offensive line. And Smith just doesn't make mistakes. Um, so I think that eight points on the road against the Steelers team, that probably won't take them very seriously. And they're going to be on a very short week. Meanwhile, Washington is going to have 11 days to prepare for this game. Um, so I, I think that plus eight, I will go with the Washington football team. as my best bet. Uh, fantasy breakout star. And this is a bit of a hedge based on the Allen Robinson pick in the smash spot earlier. But uh, I think that Mooney, the wide receiver from the Bears, uh, could have a huge breakout game. He's come on a little bit lately. And I think that he's someone that could have, you know, a big six catch, 70 yards and a touchdown type of game uh, versus the Lions this week. I like that. We saw what the Houston Texans did did, did, did to Detroit last week. My only uh, concern there is Matt Patricia is now gone. We've seen how teams can respond um, when head coaches have been fired, Raheem Morris in Atlanta being the most obvious example of getting that team on track. So just a little thing to kind of throw in into the picture there. Also like the best bet. I mean, Washington, we talked about on the show last week in the Alex Smith and Andy Dalton debate. Um, I mean, that Ron Rivera's got that team playing well. And like you said, they run the ball. They got a good defense, got an incredible defensive line. And uh, they, they really don't have too many holes. And if, I guess Alex Smith might be their biggest hole. And he still can get the job done. So I do like that best bet right there. All right. Uh, that does it for our Week 13 podcast. Uh, go download the Champions Run app. Go start a league. Have a draft. 
Enjoy the fantasy football mini season that we've created for you, uh, Michael. Until next week, uh, we will see you then.